Hi, and welcome to The Curve Weekly, the podcast that keeps you up to date with all the money, business, and stock market tea. Everyone should experience first class at least once in their lives, and Annie shouldn't miss out just because she can't afford it. Help me, I'm poor. I feel like I haven't actually talked to you in ages. Like, I know that we've been on, like, text and email and, like, work calls, but it feels like it's been ages. I know. Do you miss me? (laughs) (laughs) I actually kind of have a little bit. Like, it's been, it feels like it's actually been a few weeks. I know. I think I, like, was talking to you the other day and I was like, hey, bye, I miss you. And you hung up. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, bye. Oh, bye. (laughs) It's like when you accidentally say to someone like, oh, bye, love you. And then it's like, oh, 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 yeah. oh sorry. <laughs> Just joking, I don't love you. I don't love you. I don't love you. I don't love you. <laughs> Send kisses to your Uber driver and you're like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, hey, how's God. your um, Saint-Tropez time? Good. Gosh, I love that town. Oh, it's quite wild. What was it though. like? It's a bit of an out-of-body experience in terms of the lavish lifestyle that people live there. Like, it's crazy. The amount is of wealth is just so bougie, so eccentric, so over the top. Is it like Mykonos? Mykonos is more like party, beach. This is more extravagance in terms of, like, super yachts, bougie shops, bougie restaurants. Like, it's just you dress up to go out, you know, like very eccentric Europe, if that makes sense. But I quite liked it. I quite liked getting dressed up, going out, you know, like dancing on the tables. <laughs> amazing. I was like, I love my life right now. This is like quite amazing <laughs> for all of like five minutes. It was so funny though. We went to this restaurant and it was right on the water. It was really beautiful. It had sand on the ground in the restaurant, like quite wild. And Oh, so nice. Anyway, we ordered some drinks and we went to order mains and I was like, oh my God, goodness, like. The price of these mains is out the gate. So we were just what like, was can it? we get like $140 mains? They're insane. And so I was like, hey, can we just order three lots of fries uh, to start? <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, yeah, cool, but um, you should order your mains now because there's a bit of, you know, there's a bit of a wait in the kitchen. And I was like, oh, no, no, it's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll just order these starters and we'll get back to you on the mains. And then the fries arrived and we started eating them with a knife and fork. And I was like, oh, this is so bougie on a budget. We're just like in this flash restaurant having fries. Anyway, we didn't order mains and we just ordered drinks and, yeah, left. Thank God I didn't come. How yeah. how um, much do you reckon you spent on, the like, the weekend? I mean, it was expensive. We didn't really eat out dinner that much. Uh, but you know what I just loved was the, the coffee and the croissants in the morning. Oh. I could get used to that. How hard is it to get out of the croissant, like, oh. habit? Like, because for me, I was in France as well, and you just get used to it. So now I went to a cafe this morning, and I was like, oh, I really want a croissant. I've done it for, like, two weeks. Now I'm in, like, a daily habit. This is so unhealthy. <laughs> I know. But I feel like they're, they're croissants. I just love saying it like that. And they're pain They're not chocolates. healthy, babe. No, but they're, <laughs> like, made out of better stuff than they would be in New Zealand, I reckon. Oh, hilarious. You keep telling yourself that. That's what I tell that. myself, yeah. Have you, <laughs> and dipping it in your coffee? Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. God, we must sound like wankers. I know. French people are like, yeah, we've been doing this our whole lives, guys. <laughs> Someone messaged me on Instagram being like, did you meet this guy in Beeritz or something? And I'd put a photo up of this really cute guy that I had met in Beeritz. And I was like, oh, my God, had you, had, did he hit on you too? Like, <laughs> she was like... 
no, the podcast. I was like, oh, because I did say last week I might go to Beirut and stay in the van, remember? Oh, <laughs> was that the van guy? <laughs> No, it wasn't the van guy. The van guy, so I booked – no, no, wait, this is actually quite funny. So I booked my flights and I just thought – I thought YOLO. We were in Paris for the World Cup and I thought, I'm just going to go. I'm in France already. I'm just going to do it. So I booked my flights and I messaged him and I was like, I've booked my flight. And then he messaged me like a few hours later saying that he he couldn't afford petrol to get there. Oh, no. (laughs) And I'd booked a flight already and I was like, oh, God. So anyway, my friend ended up coming, thank God, and we had like a little girls weekend, but it's funny. not the one. Not the I one. went to St. Tropez with a few friends and they're like, is Soph <laughs> coming? I was like, yep, she's coming. Oh, no, she's not. Yep, she is. Oh, no. Yep. No. Yep. No. Honestly, I was like, I can't oh, keep up with girl. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but back in London now, and I must say being home and like in a not living out of a suitcase feels quite good, but I'm refusing mm. to take off my like shell beach necklace. We just had a really important meeting before this. And so I was like, sorry, guys, I just couldn't take off my necklace, Michelle necklace. I just got back from the beach. It, was, it, was <laughs> it did break the ice, that's for sure. It's like if there's anything that looks unprofessional, it's the barley shell necklace. Yeah. Anyway, enough about our holidays. Um, summer's nearly over, so don't yes. worry if everyone's like, shut up about your Europe holiday. I know. You know what I, I still do on holiday is keep up with the finance news. Uh, yep, that's that's my holiday. Uh, so there has been a bit of an IPO drought over the last 18 months. So for those of you who don't know what an IPO is, it is when a company lists on the stock exchange for the first time. So it's when the public can essentially buy shares in that business for the first time. And... There's been a bit of a drought, which means a lot of companies haven't listed on the stock exchange. And it's all around the fact that we've had a pretty interesting couple of years, I guess, in terms of the stock market, the economy, you know, we've had COVID uh, and then the stock market didn't do very well last year, which, you know, why would you list on the stock exchange if it's just going down? Now that the stock market is doing well this year, we're starting to see these IPOs come back. And we had one of the biggest ones this year list during the week. And the name of it was Arm. So it is a semiconductor company. So you know how we spoke about NVIDIA last or mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, so if, yeah, so similar company. So it's a semiconductor company. So it's all it's ex- exposed to this AI movement. So it listed on the stock exchange and it jumped 25% on its first day, which is pretty good considering I guess the the lack of IPOs and the risk and, you know, being that kind of... Oh, I've got a good analogy. What? Hit me. So listing as an IPO is like, you know, in Bridgerton, how they have the debutante ball and all Mm. of the women are like presented for society and they're like, Sophie Hallright, son of Sarah, I mean daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. But you know what I mean. (laughs) So that's like an IPO. The company is like presenting itself to the world and it would be like there's no suitors, so there's no point in being presented. So all the girls are just like, all men. Exactly. Like, nah not interested, don't present me to society. So it's kind of like that with companies. There's just like, because there's been no real like need or want or demand for. Yeah. Yeah. Like and the stock then, market's been pretty blah. And then no someone comes along, one girl comes along and she goes, you know what? I'm going to break this drought and I'm going to, I'm going to be a debutante and come out and hope that there's lots of suitors. And so Love she's kind of taking that risk mm-hmm. and going out there and 
it was a good risk to take because share prices jumped 25%, which means there's a lot of suitors and a lot of investors that are interested. So great analogy, Soph. What if you're a woman and you're in a same, you're a same sex, would it be a suitess? Or oh, a, I, what, my what knowledge the... goes to finance and that's about it, babe. Sorry. Sorry. I was just <laughs> thinking that, you know, like, and also if, if men aren't presented, are they? It's mainly a woman. Yeah, which is kind of weird. Yeah. I feel like that's so weird. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. outdated. Sorry about my shit analogy. But that was no, just, the point of it was just to kind of give a bit of context. Yes. Yeah. So it is, yeah, presenting, a company presenting itself to the public for the first time mm. in a hope that there'll be demand from those public investors to buy their shares. Because some investors yeah. go in at IPO and then others will buy more after the IPO. Once the company's on the stock exchange, they'll want to buy more. So say, say I got... I got some shares at the IPO and say I only got 20% of what I wanted, then I would go once the company's actually on the stock market and buy the buy the rest and buy more. So you want to create like a bit of demand, but not soak up all the demand, but there's no investors afterwards to buy those shares because they've already got what they want. That makes sense. So it's this constant balance of giving them a little bit, but not too much. So does the company have to choose how many shares they release? And that's a quite a technical thing where they, what you're saying, you don't want to have too many so they don't get all bought, but you also don't want to have too little. Yeah, exactly. So you will raise, so this company raised about $5 billion. So it wants to raise, which means, you know, getting more, ca- getting cash to put back into the business to help grow it. So it doesn't want to, raise too much and then there's not enough investors but doesn't want to raise too little that it can't use that money you know and and, and grow the business so there's this constant balance of okay we'll raise enough that there is a lot of interest from investors but not too little so it's a constant balancing act um, and you want to list when the market's really good so that people are optimistic and excited speaking of IPOs this one will get you excited so there's a few other companies that are now IPOing because you know there's been this drought, but now companies are coming back. They're like, "Yep, cool, we're gonna we're gonna IPO." One of them is Instacart. One of them is Clavio. Oh, we use Clavio. Yeah. So Clavio is gonna IPO. So what they've done is they've filed their uh, their documents or their kind of reports, their financial statements with the stock exchange, which means you know, they're, they're saying, hey, here, stock exchange, we're about to IPO. Here are our documents. Um, we're now going to kind of start the process. So it's a good way to figure out if a company is going to IPO is to watch, you know, watch the watch the filings, they call it. Uh, but yeah, Clavio is going to IPO, which is exciting. I don't have a time frame yet, but yeah, it's one we know well. Clavio we use for our email marketing, like all yes. of our emails and like it's it's you know if we have the curve weekly newsletter for example we like schedule it in there and make it look cute we'll try to make it look mm. cute the company has is, is raising 500 million dollars so um oh. that's money to put into the business to help it grow um, which means that it's going to be valued at which means the the shares times the share price so the size of the business is going to be about 8.4 mm-hmm. billion dollars so it's quite a large business 8.4 billion Huge. So watch this space. There's probably going to be a lot more IPOs. Would you say if you're a beginner investor that IPOs is more of a risky one in terms of choosing a company that's going to do well straight after they IPO? Yeah, I think it is because the company hasn't been public yet. So it's the first time that it is listing. There is added risks. You know, you don't have that track record of 
how the company has performed. Uh, it, ha- it doesn't have to disclose historical financials. So you don't actually know if it's done well historically. There's a lot of things that, and there is a lot of hype around IPOs. If we look at Allbirds, for example, that did fantastically well when IPO'd and now its share price is absolutely tanked. So don't don't get worried that investing at IPO is the only time that you can invest in these companies. And you may hear stories that this company did 150% on day one or this company was up 50% on day one or whatever. But don't get hung up on that because your market's well, a lot up of them down. don't do well. No, well. totally. Like yeah, a lot of yeah, IPOs, exactly. people think they're going to do super well and then they absolutely plonk out. I wouldn't. Yes. I don't think I would feel comfortable going in on an IPO unless it was something like Allbirds or Canva or something that I like really, really knew, understood, believed in. Yeah. Um, like I certainly wouldn't be tr- like sifting to find an IPO to invest in purely to be investing with that strategy, you know? Yeah. And just, just be patient. There could be another time to buy it at a better price. You know, the, 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 the IPO might not do well and you might be able to get it at a lower price and you can buy it then if you're still really interested in the company. So the great thing with the stock market is it does move up and down all the time. And so if you think you've missed out, you probably haven't because share prices always go up and down. So just be patient and only invest in companies that you're actually really passionate about or you understand. Don't get caught up in the hype. Anyway, uh, in other news, Airbnb's had a bit of a shit show the last week. Uh, so Sorry, shares of- I hate Airbnb at the moment. I just oh, want to tell you, tell. Airbnb, <laughs> oh my God, we had such a shock with Airbnb to the point where I did think I'm never investing in Airbnb. It was so bad. We turned up the first Airbnb and it was like someone had like shaved their head and spread the hair around the apartment and just eaten like donuts. Are you and sure? Because you have it was quite so a, dirty. You have quite a hair like radar, whereas I probably wouldn't Issue, have noticed them. Whereas, nah, nah, yeah. nah. No, 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 Ella, who my friend who I was with, was taking photos like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And then we went to the next Airbnb and they just hadn't put sheets out. I was like, what is happening? And I basically spent three days, like my extracurricular activity was just like hounding Airbnb on their like customer service line. I was such a Karen. It was so bad. <laughs> anyway, sorry. What's oh, happening with Airbnb? I love so their share price has fallen about 5%, but still up super, super massively. It's up 70% this year. So don't get your knickers in a twist. Uh, But it hasn't really done much since IPO, to be honest. So Airbnb IPO'd in 2020 and its share price has kind of gone up and down, up and down, but kind of sideways since then. Anyway, the news out that's affecting Airbnb is that uh, in New York, it's now effectively illegal to have an Airbnb a short-term Airbnb property, so anything less than 30 days. So listings in New York City dropped by about 80%. So say I had an apartment and I wanted to rent it out (gasps) to you for a week, I couldn't do that. mm -hmm. It's effectively illegal. Oh, my God. The minimum I can do is 30 days because they're trying to clamp down on... uh, Secondary tax? Yeah, I don't know what I don't know why. It's it's, It's been in the mix for a while. Like they tried to do it in 2021 and then Airbnb took... They took the New York took New York State to uh, they had they had a lawsuit against them. So it's been contentious for a while, and everyone's like, "It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen." And then last week it did. So uh, yeah, that went from about I think there was nearly thirty thousand listings to seven thousand in the space of 
you know, a couple of weeks. So it is Shit. very like, and it's, but the thing is, this is great news for hotels in New York because they're obviously picking up the slack. So, uh, yeah, I think there's estimates that it could be, you know, 15 to 20% increase for hotels, for, for revenue or listings for hotels. So really, really positive for hotels, but not so much for Airbnb. So that's why their share price has fallen. And lastly, it's interesting to know when we have times of economic stress or like a recession or when times are tough, the silver lining of the of that kind of environment is that we get a lot of innovation, new businesses, new ventures. We get a lot of entrepreneurship. And if you think back to COVID times and people were losing their jobs, people were being made you know, to take less hours in their jobs, uh, people were being made redundant, whatever. There, there was a lot of change in in the jobs market. Uh, anyway, there was a lot of side hustles that got created. And there was some stats out this week around the fact that in 2023, so new ventures, so new businesses, uh, you know, people starting side hustles, all of that is so far tracking ahead of nearly every year since 2013. So we are seeing more startups and more side hustles this year than we've seen since 2013. So this is a really cool kind of silver lining, I guess, or a side of some economic tough times is that you do get this new breed of businesses and people trying things that they wouldn't have normally tried. Or I mean, I think the booming. really cool thing about this is that People are starting to realise that to make money, you don't have to rely on an employer. You actually mm. can. And and I never, ever thought that I would work in my own company. It was never mm. something that I thought was possible for me. And I think, I mean, we're a perfect example of that. We started totally. around COVID mm. times. And I think that, yeah, it's been super positive. There's something quite amazing about feeling like you have control and over your own hours and mm. work and ability to make money outside of relying on a, a larger company. I think it, it's amazing, something I never thought that I'd do. Um, and that's that's so cool to hear that that's been a global trend. Yeah. And we always talk about cutting back on spending, you know, when times are tough, it's try to cut back on this, don't spend on this. But there is another side to that. And it's, okay, well, how about you start that idea that you had always wanted or earn more money, earn more money, it, flip it on its head because you can only cut back on so much. Just, so start to think, mm. okay, well, how can I increase the other side of the equation by doing that side hustle thing that I've always wanted to do or giving that other thing a try or you're just thinking outside the box a bit in terms of how can I personally increase my net wealth and my income rather than just cutting back on groceries or spending because you only cut back that so much before you actually yeah. need to. And I love that because I think there's also, if you're in a job or you have the security of a paycheck, there's no pressure for it to be, it doesn't have to turn into this amazing money-making venture, but like, why not give mm. it a go? You might start pottery and you might just love making pots and vases for your friends. And maybe it turns into a big business idea and maybe it doesn't. But I think just like changing your mindset. It's also getting rid of that thinking about what if, what if, if you give it a go and it does well, awesome. If you give it a go, it doesn't do well, awesome. But sitting there being, thinking, what if, yeah. what if, what if is What's that healthy. quote? It's like the like biggest risk is the one that you don't take or something. I really think yeah. that's so true. Yeah. It's so so cliche and cringe, but it's we're always so scared of failure. 
that. Mm. But I think that we're always you'll be so much proud of yourself for trying something than not even giving it a go. Well, um, I remember when they started the curve and I said to you, I was like, but what if we fail? What if we what if nobody likes what we do? What if nobody's interested? And it's kind of mm. the beauty of the age we're in as well, is that you don't have to go buy stock, you know, rent a rent a shop and start it that way. With with the curve, it was we're starting online, which is pretty low cost. And so if it didn't succeed, we wouldn't have spent a whole lot of money trying to set it up. Whereas yeah, whereas back in the day when everything wasn't online. I think that's a really good point because if you're sitting here thinking, well, I have no capital to start something or I can't go and buy X, Y, Z, it's just start with the something small. Start mm. like it doesn't have, that's exact. I think that's it because then the risk seems less scary, doesn't it? Because yes. all you're yeah. really investing is, a, is your own time and, and energy rather than a huge mm. amount of savings. But I think well, that we should um, wrap this up only because yes. we're starting to turn into a Tony Robbins and... Um, yes. <laughs> and you can do it. And I'm aware Say we've it been with talking me. For Together we will take <laughs> the risk. <laughs> also, can I just say, please put sunblock on tomorrow. You're looking very sunburnt. Sunburnt. I'm tan. I can I can see a tomato on the other side of my screen. So you go and put some sunblock on tomorrow, please. Well, Vicky. that's not the screen that I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this is not tomato. It's so tomato, babe. Because I've been waiting in this hot room Be for careful. you to get your shit sorted. Oh, no oh okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> and that's where we wrap it up. Okay, have fun in bye. Barcelona. Bye, 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 bye. Okay, bye. Thank you so much for listening to The Curve Weekly. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to stay up to date with all the money, business, stock market news. And if you like what you heard, we would love a review. Thank you. Yes. We would love a review, but if you did hate it, please, yeah, don't leave one if you hate it. (laughs) No, but in all seriousness, could you please leave a review because it really helps other people find our cute little podcast. And we hope you have a good week and see you next Monday. Bye. Bye. Sweet. Yeah. See you next Tuesday. Lol. (laughs) (laughs) See you next Tuesday. I mean Monday. (laughs) 